52-58, he hit them both. Down to four seconds, no foul, say the coaches. Here is Labor for three, missed it, no good. That'll do it for the ball game. And the Illini win it 62-58 over Grand Canyon. It was not easy. It was not always pretty, but they got it done. On a chilly day, Illinois will finish the year with a victory. Although the season's far from done, it's a a 62-58 win over Grand Canyon. The Illini win the Jerry Colangelo slash Finky game. (laughs) And uh, the Illini survived this one. An ugly game, as Brad Underwood called it. Offense, not so much. Uh... Frustrated by the Grand Canyon defense, frustrated by their own miscues, but good defense from Illinois, and they frustrated Grand Canyon plenty and beat the Antelopes. Welcome in, everybody. The Fasters, etc. postgame show is in just a moment. I'm Scott Beatty alongside Michael Kaiser. We bring you our rapid reaction from Cozad Acid Management and Stocks Office Furniture. Yeah, I mean, it's ugly, sloppy, uh, not pretty, whatever you want to throw in there. Just uh, for both teams, really, especially, there was a stretch there where, like, the ball just kept rolling on the floor and nobody wanted to hold on to it on either end. And I'm like, does anybody want this game? Um, And then Illinois just hit some big shots down the stretch, um, some threes they had to hit. I still have concerns about guys leaving, not taking wide open shots. Uh, Mark Allstroke late in the game, I mean, were you, were you there still at that point? Yeah. Or did you try to beat the traffic? Because the traffic was a nightmare. But he was wide open in the corner and let the guy fly by and then dribbled in and then passed it out, and then they didn't get a good shot off. And I'm like, Mark, you got to shoot that, buddy. And, but they had some big key shots late, like I said, and uh, they survived. And that's really what you need to do against a team like Grand Canyon, who is a pretty good basketball team. Join in with us. Phone number is 356-9397. That's the PNC Bank phone line. And the Castle Heating and Cooling text line is 351-5357. You can also tweet at us using the hashtag PNC Bank Illini. You're up next. Reactions on this one on the Fasters Etc. postgame show. The following program is an exclusive sports presentation of Newstalk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5 News Gazette Media Station. <laughs> Fighting Illini game day coverage continues on your flagship home for Fighting Illini Athletics. News Talk 1400, WDWS, and Light Rock 97.5, WHMS. Now, it's your turn on the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. Fasteners Etc. is your partner in inventory management. Call us on the PNC Bank phone line, 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Now, the Fasteners Etc. postgame show with your hosts, Scott Beatty and Michael Kaiser. Here is Frazier. Lost the dribble. He looks tired. Trying to shake free with six, with five, with four. Down the lane, Frazier. 15-footer. And he ties the game at 47. A circus shot there from Trent Frazier, who in that stretch scored six out of eight Illini points and tied the ball game at 47 apiece at that point. In the second half, Illinois survives, beats Grand Canyon 62-58. to 
They finish up their 13 non-conference non schedule at 10-3. Overall now 10-5 with the two losses in the Big Ten. And Illinois turns the page into 2018 and into Big Ten play. You think they're ready, Michael? Um, probably not to play Minnesota. <laughs> that's, that's the first game out of the gate. Two road games, uh, two tough road games, John Beeline next Saturday. Playing two road games against two solid teams, and Minnesota's got a guy inside who you can't talk about enough, and Jordan Murphy is just a phenomenal player down low. Uh, he's really carrying the Minnesota Golden Gophers just from you know, his, just his effort on every play. Um, so I don't know if they're ready for that. That's, that's the thing. Um, it's not Michigan State or it's not Purdue to start the conference season again. But, uh, but I think they're getting better. They're getting there. They've now finished two games. When that was a problem earlier in the season, where they were unable to finish games, their you know, Mark Allstork made two huge free throws today. But prior to that, Scott, what happened? They were able to inbound the basketball. <laughs> <laughs> that is a tremendous turnaround from a couple other games this season. You're up here on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line. It's two one seven three five one five three five seven. You can join us on the phone on the PNC Bank fan line, 356-9397. Todd is making his way, presumably, back to Collinsville, and he texts, was at the game today, gritty effort against solid defense, dead crowd. Glad there's only one more student break game. Trent is super critical, especially when Lucas has a clunker. All Stork is underappreciated, and Black is your MVP. Need to steal one in Mini or Michigan. Uh, I think I largely agree with everything you're saying there. Uh, don't know if you mean Black's the MVP for today, which I could go with with a double-double in 20 and 11, or for the season, which I would almost definitely say to this point, as good as Trent Frazier has played in the last few ball games, LaRon Black has been your best player out there, and he had really good performance tonight. He seems to be able right now to get whatever he wants inside 10 feet. Yeah, yeah, he really can, and it's automatic if you get him anywhere near those spots on the floor where he's able to square the shot up and, and take it. He He's just a really rounding into a great player 8 of 12 from the field today 1 of 3 from downtown it was a heat check 3 after he made the first one I went down and shot another one right after that and missed it but um I really like his game he had you know he got into some foul trouble today a little bit uh, maybe we jinxed him this morning Lauren and I when I talked about how he had not been getting in foul trouble of late I was concerned about the midway point of this game where he had three fouls and he had to come out briefly but he came back in pretty quickly He's just got to be on the floor all the time. He's got to make sure he doesn't get in foul trouble because without it, you take him out of this offense, and I don't know where this team is. Uh, he, I, he's easily the MVP of the season. I agree with you, and it's going to be really hard for anyone else. There's just nothing that can replicate what he can do. Yeah. You lose one of your guards right now, you have some sense of somebody else that can kind of do what they do, maybe to different levels, better or worse. But – yeah, LaRon Black without LaRon. And can you just imagine? I don't want to talk about what if they had Jeremiah Tillman, but how about this? What if they get like a, an EJ Liddell or a, a Francis, a Okora. Francis Okora who's in attendance today? Yeah. For, I mean, that would be huge and eventually would pay off huge dividends. Just have another piece like that down there. Take nothing away from Michael Fink. He used him doing a good job on defense, but they just need another that kind of guy down there. They need another guy who can score inside and think he's more of a, he's playing the four, but he's, he's more of a stretch four. He's not really inside an inside player. Um, but what they need um, is a fifth year transfer who can come in and help right away because Orcoro and EJ Liddell are going to be are great players, 
but they're going to be freshmen. Yeah, they're still going to be freshmen. So they need someone who can play and contribute right away. To the phones, PNC Bank fan lines 356-9397, and our friend Simeon from Norfolk is with us. Hey, Simeon. Uh, do I have you there, Simeon? All right, don't go anywhere there. Hang on with us because... Uh, what button's up, Push Scott? I'm, I'm trying here. Anyway, um, let's go back to the text line, and we'll see if we can uh, get back to Simeon. Congrats, says Benny, to Brad Underwood today. I hope the Illini can be successful in Big Ten play. And Martin in Montrose says, Tijon and Kipper have been reduced to light duty and have a little to offer. Underwood was really frustrated with Kipper today. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure what exactly transpired, but at one point he basically said, I'm, I'm pulling him out. <laughs> I saw some uh, some of the guys who were in the post game. I, I couldn't stay for the post game media with Brad because I had to get over here with the post game show. Usually, I'm there for the home games downstairs with Brad, and I saw some guys tweeting about Brad saying that he's gonna have to sit down and uh, have a talk with Kipper. I, I think there was a point in the season where Kipper and Brad had some one on one conversations. He improved, he got better, but then he's kind of been in a lull lately. But got to remember, he this he's still. A freshman, he basically has been here for a year now in terms of eligible to play. He did not play the first semester last year. Got, to, I think he was eligible right at the Mizzou game or right before that. So he and he got some minutes here and there sparingly. He played a lot, then didn't play a lot, and he's playing a lot more this season. So this is really his. He's played a full freshman season now, and so this is to be expected. He's there's some growth that he needs uh, in the, in that area, and it, it's just going to take time. Well, give us another whirl here for Simeon. Hey, Simeon. Hey, Happy New Year, guys. Hey, Happy New Year to you. Don't know what happened there, but we're glad you're with us now. Well, I'm glad I'm back. I, the main thing I wanted to do today is wish you guys a Happy New Year, especially Steve and all the Illini fans. Uh, B, uh, BTN didn't have it on uh, TV, so I couldn't see it. But I did listen to it on the radio. It was a little uh, close for my liking. Um, but from what I... Um, could hear um i think we need to uh give uh all star uh um uh recognize him for the kind of defense that he plays and the rebounding that he does um i'm glad to see frazier still growing and uh to you guys's point about minnesota i think we may have a chance with them because i've seen them play a couple times this year and i've seen them look bad and uh they're uh, point guard. I can't think of his name right now. He's mm -hmm. out. Mason. So, he was expected to maybe return today, and I haven't I haven't checked to see if he did return. Right. So I think if we can play defense like we did against uh, and deny a post like we against uh, Mizzou, I think we might have a good chance with them. Michigan, I don't know because they play a, a totally different type of offense. So. Um, well, the other concern know, for right? me about Michigan is just it's a Saturday morning game. They're going to have been on the road for several days. And I could just see it. It's just hard to get up with that kind of energy on the road. I hope I'm wrong. Hey, Simeon, we appreciate it. Happy New Year to to you as well. All right. You guys have a great one. Okay. You too. Three five six nine three nine seven is the number to call. And uh, Kenny is up next in Tulsa. Do I have that right, Kenny? You do. You're sure right. All right. I don't know. That we, I, this may be a first at Tulsa, Oklahoma call. How are you? Well, I, I call because I lived in Decatur. I moved down here a couple of years ago, but I I have uh, watched uh, Brad Underwood's team last year, OSU, all year, and I just want to let you know that we have a, a tremendous coach, 
that fellow, I mean, we lost to Michigan by one point, I think, with the second round of the uh, NCAA Final Four. So this guy is something else. I've never seen a team that throws the ball so fast, runs around so fast, never stands still. Remember when we all used to stand still and we watched each other play? Mm-hmm. Well, these guys are really something else. I, what do you think? I agree. I think the other thing, that what won the ball game today for Illinois was their defense. And last year, it felt like, the last couple of years, it felt like if the offense wasn't working, that affected the defense. It seems to me right now the defense is leading this team, and the offense has a lot of room to grow and execute better. But if they're staying on with their defense, they're in ball games and giving themselves a chance to win. And, I, I mean, the defense was great against Missouri in the first half. And, you know, when things fizzled in the second half, it kept them in the game. Yeah, I don't know. And then Frazier, the one that came through in that game, though. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, that's What did he make, three three-pointers in a row or something like that? Uh, you talking about today or uh, Missouri? Uh, Missouri. Yeah, I don't remember that, but uh, he scored the last seven points of the ball game and, and carried the team to the win, that's for sure. Right. Well, one of the, one of the interesting things for me is I live in the <laughs> Big 12 country, and we have three former Illinois coaches down here, so I get the chance to watch some of my old coaches. Yeah, sure. You know, Self and Kruger and, and Weber are off Illinois coaches, as you know, and they're down here in Oklahoma, so it's it's kind of fun. I would think it. Thanks for the call, Kenny. Hey, call again, would you? I sure will. Bye-bye. Thank you. B- Big Ten Network has shown some of these things with the coaches, uh, you know, legendary coaches sitting sure. around a dinner table, and they just eat dinner, and they're all mic'd up, and they just oh, talk. Yeah. I want to do one of those with uh, Lon Kruger, Bill Self, Bruce Weber, and Brad Underwood. And just, you know, have serve them dinner and just let them talk about their Illinois connections, the Illinois stuff, and whatever else is going on in the world of basketball. I think it would be a fascinating conversation. Yeah, I mean, they've all been in the Big 12 and the Big 10. But Kenny uh, mentioned about the Oklahoma State loss to Michigan. And I've said this before. Illinois has Michigan to thank right now If you uh, for Brad Underwood. If Oklahoma State beats Michigan, is Brad Underwood even here? Because at some point Josh Whitman had to move and go on to whoever else was on his list. I don't know that. Well, he waits on him. That was, a, if I remember correctly, that was a. Uh, it's not a first round game anymore. It's, it was the second round, but it was still the first game yeah, of the tournament. 64. For them. Yeah, sixty four. Yeah, so that it, so it's still the first game of the tournament for Oklahoma State. They might have lost on Saturday. Their season would have been over. They may not have made, made the Sweet Sixteen, and but it's very possible if Oklahoma State wins that game and then turns around and wins the second round game, which would have been against number one seed, by the way. So their season still would end on that Saturday. Josh just would not have been able to go down there and get him. Uh, that weekend, because uh, I, I, I think he got him the same weekend, pretty much, and um, it might have been a delay. But I think Brad wanted to be here. He's talked about how this is a school that he's always wanted to coach at. Uh, it just might have taken a little bit longer, but you just never know. I mean, mm-hmm. wins in the NCAA tournament changes things, and coaches start getting big raises right off the bat when they make deep runs, and it should it should be interesting. What I would like to see, uh, you know, the guys from Oklahoma, can he send his Trey Young? From from Oklahoma, that would be great. That guy is <laughs> unbelievable. Possible number one pick in the NBA draft next year. Let's get our first check of the body and soul scoreboard. Route 45 and Curtis Road in Savoy. And Michael Kaiser has our first look. Well, uh, the Butler Bulldogs, uh, they've had a, a decent season. They're 12-3, and three, but uh, nothing to light up in, you know, 
you get your attention until today when they beat Villanova, number one in the country for the third consecutive time. Butler beat Villanova last year when they were number one in the country, and they beat Villanova to, and when they were number two, and now when Villanova's number one. So Butler has Villanova's number. Number four, Duke with a 193 win over Florida State. Number six, Xavier with a 77-72 win over DePaul. Illinois had a tie game with DePaul, and Xavier ranked sixth in the country, also had a tight game with DePaul. Wichita State on the road at UConn, ranked eighth in the country, 72-62 win. Uh, number 12, Oklahoma, 90-89 victory. Trey Young had 39 points today and uh, plenty of assists as well. He's just a phenomenal player. Uh, so those are some of the top 25 scores. Some Big Ten scores today. Minnesota with a victory over Harvard, 65-55. Penn State with a win over Coppin State, 88-43. Ohio State beat Miami of Ohio 72-59. Northwestern 95-73 winners over Brown. Michigan at half up 32-18 over Jacksonville. Wisconsin victorious. The Badgers are just 8-7. 82-53 win over UMass Lowell and Purdue later on tonight against Lipscomb. And we'll have some plenty of bowl scores going on right now too, as well. So we'll get to those later. Right now Penn State up 35-21 over Washington in the Fiesta Bowl. And Penn State can hang on, unlike the Rose Bowl last year. They, <laughs> I hope so, for the Big Ten sake. All right, we're off and rolling here on the Fasters Etc. postgame show. More of your calls and texts as Illinois beats Grand Canyon in just a moment. You're listening to the Fasters Etc. postgame show. Join the conversation by calling us on the PNC Bank phone line, 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Jordan DeFinke, eight to shoot. Frazier near midcourt. Crowd says, let's go. Frazier, weaving to the right side with three. Going to have to shoot a three. Got it. Oh, got it. He nailed it from the right wing. Frazier as the shot clock was winding down. Huge three there for Trent Frazier. That put the Illini ahead for good, 57-54. With, that was a wild three. Frazier, 6-12 from the field, finishes with 14 points. That was his uh, only three of the ball game. But that was ended up being a critical one. And you could argue that was even more uh, critical than DeMonte Williams' three, which put the game on ice. But either way, it adds up to a 62-58 win for the Illini, who are now 10-5 overall. Castle Heating and Cooling text line, which is 3515357. And a 309 texture says, very disappointing if you can't beat this team at home by 15. It's going to be a rough time in Big Ten play. I'm still thinking five wins in Big Ten. I'm going to disagree there. I don't think yeah. this was ever a 15-point win anyway. I think uh, I think you have to give Grand Crank Canyon a little more credit. It's a pretty good ball club, and they're a, they're a solid, if not uh, top-tier, mid-major program. Just into Division One, you have Dan Marley behind it as your coach. You have uh, some veteran transfers that are in there. You have Jerry Colangelo behind the whole thing. It's not a cupcake school, and I agree that Illinois should beat them. Absolutely. But I think this is a, a wins a win kind of thing. This is not Longwood. This is a much better team, and I don't think you just coast to this win. I'm not so disappointed. If this is the 0405 team, uh, yeah, maybe. But even really good teams sometimes win by the small margins and they just come away with the win there is there have been so many games just this season um where teams that they'll go in to play someone like michigan state who was only up by 12 at halftime to southern utah i mean they obviously blew them out later but 
Michigan State's one of the best teams in the country, but if you just look at some of the best teams in the country, they struggle for portions of games multiple times. I mean, it's, it's been happening all across the country this season where they get a scare. Now, Michigan State didn't get a scare in that game, but I have seen several games. I look at the score late in the game and I'm going, they're only winning by what against that team? Are you kidding? Like, it's it just happens. It's college basketball. The Mid-majors aren't just mid-majors anymore. Like, you know, it's just they have talented players because there are so many players available in high school basketball to go play college basketball. They're talented and may not be just not be good enough to play the Big Ten, but they're right there on the cusp. And so they're at a team on a lower-level team, and they come in and they play really well. Or yeah. you're good enough to be in the Big Ten, but you're not academically good enough, but yeah. you can get to a different school. Exactly. There is a lot more good basketball players out there than there are enough to fill up football teams and and power and power five and, and power five teams are just there aren't that many spots and look at Wofford last year I can't think of the guy's name but he, he put in like 700 points against Illinois at State Farm Center I might be exaggerating by a couple of points there but he just lit up Illinois and Illinois lost the game and people were mad about it they, you should be mad to lose you shouldn't lose to Wofford okay but there are some talented players and other teams Wofford beat UNC this year yeah I well it just happens. I've, the playing field is a lot more even. I'm glad you mentioned that. That's, that. That proves my what I'm talking about right there. I forgot about that one. It's just teams that you don't expect to compete against a Power 5 school on the road do it all the time. And you just mentioned a great example right there. Steve is up in Peoria. We had Simeon leading off, Steve, and now you're up. Hey, you, you, know, you guys know that's the only way to go, leading off of Simeon. Hey, <laughs> that's a winning combination. I told you that all along. Hey, okay, guys, last time I, I tried to tell you this, I messed it up, and you guys pulled me out of the fire. So I'm going to try to get it right tonight. I'd rather win ugly than lose pretty. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, I got it right tonight. Okay. So, uh, hey, Nailed I'll take it. the W tonight. Okay. Hey, uh, Leron, big time, good double-doubles. Nice to see that. You know, I was uh, listening, uh, heard about his uh, rebounds. He was averaging per game. I think it was like 5.7 or something like that. And I said to myself, you know, there's no reason why he can't, he can't average at least seven, eight rebounds a game. So it was good to see him uh, getting double figures of rebounds tonight. And uh, I just like his offensive game. He, he's unstoppable inside now. And, and for that reason, I'll let him uh, step out and shoot a couple threes every game if he needs to do that, you know, get that out of his system. Uh, Trent Frazier, I agree with the coach, what he said on his uh, show after the game. I thought he was trying to do a little too much in the first half, but uh, the second half, uh, well, coach said he talked to him one thing. I'm sure that worked. <laughs> but the second half seemed like he settled down and played better. And then a uh, uh, point, Simeon, a great point he made. Uh, I had Mark Allstark. You know, he uh, came from Wright State, big-time score, blah, blah, this, that, and the other. And uh, his offense just hadn't been there this year. And, Michael, I think you mentioned that that shot, uh, I watched the game on the computer, uh, that shot he didn't take late in the game. Yes. I, I, about, I about flew through my uh, computer screen because, you know, he has, he has to take that shot. But uh, I think he lacks a little confidence yes. offensively. But he hasn't let it affect the rest of his game. You know, he's become a better defender. I think he had eight rebounds tonight. So that's good to see. If we can get him going offensively, that's only going to make us better. Well, so, you know, Finky uh, did the same thing. Win, guys. I want to wish you guys a happy New Year. Simeon out there in Virginia, get the New Year started off right for us. And uh, hey, keep leading, them, leading off the show for us, Simeon. Thanks, guys. Hey, happy see New Year, Steve. Week. Thank you very much. Okay. He's from Peoria. Three five six nine three nine seven is the number to call on the PNC Bank fan line. Castle Heating and Cooling text line is three five one five three five seven. Bill has texted in, and there's a lot of folks that were frustrated about uh, 
the lack of TV today and uh, that you have to pay to watch uh, the TV stream and all that, and they had audio issues. Hey, just remember, you can listen to the game at no cost to you right here on it is both of these stations. completely free to turn on your radio and listen to us. And I know a lot of people who will turn the game on TV but then mute it no matter who the announcers are so they can listen to Brian slash Dion and Doug. And that's always a great way to do it. I, I have a problem with what BTN is doing there. I think when people already pay for Big Ten Network as part of their cable package and then a game this far into the season isn't on TV. So pe- people want to watch. There's a lot of people who want to listen to us but also see it at the same time. You know, it's 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 really, as Timmy had mentioned, it's hard listening to a close game on the radio because you can't see what's happening and you're waiting for Brian to tell you and you're hanging on pins and needles because you have no idea what's going on outside. You know, Brian's telling you, of course, and you just want to see it too. And I don't understand why BTN's doing it this way. This late in the season, it's on BTN+. Plus. I, I, I just I don't understand that. I really, I really don't. But thankfully, you have it with us on the radio. I listened to the first couple minutes before I arrived at State Farm Center, and that's my preference anyway. Let's get to our Beyond the Expected play from Pekin Insurance. And the young freshman, DeMonte Williams, gets the nod tonight as he put uh, one of the final nails in the coffin against Grand Canyon. Black out to the top, eight to shoot. Frazier double team, now he shakes free. Frazier to Williams, out top for three. And he got it! Monte Williams, 60-56. DeMonte Williams with the biggest three of his life? Yes. That was that was Darren Williams back in the Arizona game. D-Will still? Or yeah, is, he, is, is he allowed he, to take that name? I don't know. That might be owned right now. Yeah, that might be trademarked, possibly. But uh, if he follows the steps of his father, he'll be able to grab a hold of a name he wants yeah he can yeah and i i think it, that's that's tough shoes to uh to fill there like his, his dad had a great career here and but uh that was a huge huge moment for him in his freshman season and, and i know everybody remembers it but just over a year ago he tore his acl and to be in the game in late game situations in a game that's really really close and illinois needs to win to go into conference play once again uh that's a big time shot for him a confidence booster he's not a three-point shooter and for him to hit that shot, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm just happy for him. Def- definitely happy for him, and it's something that uh, he probably needs to continue his progression uh, this season. Beyond the expected play there from Pekin Insurance for beyond the expected coverage and service. Contact an independent Pekin Insurance agent today. Visit PekinInsurance.com. we got more of your calls and texts and highlights and comments right after this. We've got to continue to find a way down the stretch. Two out-of-bounds plays. Um, you know, I've got to look at the side out of bounds. What okay, that was from last game. Let's try this one, <laughs> Demonte Williams. Uh, just making a, a, a play for us, you know. Uh, previously, I missed a couple of threes, but uh, I stepped in, and, uh, knocked that one down, and shooting the ball with confidence. And I've been shooting the ball with confidence in practice and uh, putting up shots before and after practice. And that's a shot I take every day in practice. There you go. Demonte Williams, who uh, had our play of the game, uh, talked about that. Boy, he does not sound like a freshman. Just listening to his voice. You know, I was standing to him next yesterday when uh, before practice, as we were getting some interviews with a couple of the players, and uh, he's. I mean, I'm short, but he, I just, I'm like looking up to him and Michael Fink. I'm looking up like a mountain to that guy, but uh, yeah, he just seems very composed and relaxed in, in front of a microphone. Smooth. Yes, yeah, but you don't always – he gives some short answers still. There was a couple two-word answers yesterday, but um, you don't see a smooth 
smooth and fresh moment comes to talking to the media aren't always in the same sentence. And uh, I like it. I like it. I'm, as, a, as a reporter, I like it a lot. The PNC Bank fan line is 3569397, and the Castle Heating and Cooling text line is 3515357. Illinois beats Grand Canyon tonight. Uh, I don't think you're going to get a win every night when you commit 20 turnovers. Illinois no. survived that. And again, I go back to the defense tonight, which is what really bailed Illinois out. I thought they especially were playing good defense at the beginning of the ball game. They weren't scoring much. No. But they were tight on Grand Canyon. The game plan was cr- clear. Don't let them get a lot of threes. And they forced Grand Canyon in a lot of tough shots. And I think that was part of the reason they won tonight. I'm getting ahead of myself when we talk about our keys to the game coming up. But, uh, again, on the offensive side, 20 turnovers is a concern still. It is. And um, Tijon Lucas. You you can't have your starting point guard with one assist and five turnovers. You just can't. We talked about him. I don't care about the points. No, and see that, and, you know, Lauren and I talked about Lucas this morning, and Lauren has some concerns about him, and rightfully so, um, of late. But Tijon was big in the game um, against New Mexico State. He was big in the game against Northwestern. Now, I understand those both those games were losses, and Tijon made a, a critical play at the end of the game that may have forced it a little bit. But he can get to the rim and he can score. And I think the difference between Tijon, because Lawrence's concern is Tijon can't score very often. So then that's like four on five, and it helps let defenses can just stay off of him. I don't want Tijon shooting the three, but Tijon, I think he can create some of his own offense, but not a lot. Um, and I don't want to rail on Jalen Tate because he's a great, great kid. But the difference between Tijon Lucas and Jalen Tate is Tijon Lucas can get to the rim and he can score because he's proven it in some key moments in games this season. Jalen Tate just couldn't do anything like that, nor could he shoot uh, either. And I, I just Tijon might be going through a confidence thing right now. He sees Trent Frazier playing really, really well, and I'm not sure why Tijon was that sloppy with the basketball today. That is a concern for me. Tijon needs to be positive in the assisted turnover ratio every game almost every game and no one's gonna be perfect but every almost every game he needs to have a positive assist to turnover ratio on an individual game basis and have five turnovers and only one assist like you mentioned that that's he's got to get that corrected he's not going to play if that continues and one thing we talked about the show this morning as well is free throws at the end of the game when he he's missed them he's this season he missed them some last year i think brad said I'm not going to accept it, and I think that's part of the reason he wasn't on the floor at the end of the game today. Mitch texts in on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line. Awesome show as always. Thank you so much for streaming the show on the Internet. Best way to watch the game is to mute the TV and listen to DWS. Yeah, Thanks, Mitch. Uh, Checks in the mail. Uh, Matt in uh, Muhammad, and this is a question I've been wondering myself. Does Frazier not like starting or something? Why else is he coming off the bench? It seems like Smith is a decoy as a starter. Uh, okay. Given the fact that Brad Underwood and many coaches will say it's not who starts, it's who, who finishes the game. But my question is still, don't you want your best players out there at the beginning to try and establish it? And I'm wondering why not have Frazier? I say that also when people were clamoring for Jordan to start, and I was like, no, don't start Aaron Jordan. He's great off the bench. He brings in that steady Eddie presence off the bench and Illinois has had a luxury this year of by and large where you're not cringing when the bench players come in there's good replacements coming in so let's if it ain't broke don't fix it in other words so 
I don't know that you go ahead and bench Tijon Lucas, but my question is, do you give Frazier the start just because he right now is your best point guard out there and uh, give him the opportunity to score at the earliest possible moment? It's a catch-22 because you need production from your bench. And if you remove one of your productive guys from the bench to start, then you might lose that production off the bench. But at the same time, um, we have seen many times this year where Illinois has struggled at the start of games. And I think that's the point you were trying to make there. And so that's why it's a catch-22. Do you want to get off to a good start? Or do you, when you're off to a slow start, you can bring a guy off the bench to, to bail you out? Because if you get off the, if Trent Frazier starts, then you m- r- remove that productivity from the bench, and then you're off to a slow start anyway, then who are you going to bring off the bench to get, the, get you going? I think if Trent Frazier starts, if I had a choice, even though Tijon had a bad game today, I would start Trent and Tijon and not start one of the Marks. Um, because they're not producing on the offensive end right now. Mark Smith only played 11 minutes today, but Mark Allstork is playing really good defense, and fans aren't watching that. Fans are only watching that he's not taking a wide-open three. Uh, most fans, are they're not watching that. They're just like, well, he's not scoring. He doesn't have any confidence. He doesn't need to be out there. But listen, defense was a problem at the beginning of the season for this team, and Mark Allstork is part of the reason the defense has gotten better as as as. Michael Finke inside as well. Here's what Brad Underwood, in fact, had to say about uh, Mark Ulstork's defense right after the ball game. Okay. I can't say enough about Mark Ulstork. Mark, Mark turned the game with his, with his ball pressure. Uh, he's turned into one of the best uh, on-ball defenders uh, around, and he's harassing people and, and coming up with loose balls. And uh, we just didn't have um, the first half, we didn't have a lot of people follow his lead. But uh, uh, second half, he was terrific. That's how Brad Underwood sees the value of Mark Allstork right now. And I know Mark Allstork was brought here to be a scorer. You'd like more than eight out of him. Uh, I'm sorry, he had eight rebounds. You'd like more than four points out of him. More than four shots. (laughs) Yeah, but at the same time, eight rebounds, I'll take that. What I'll say, though, is kind of the knock on him and some of the things you heard about before he committed to here is that he just shoots all the time and and he's not very efficient and – maybe a ball hog, maybe forces some things, and he's not doing that here. And I think without talking to him, without asking him, I haven't had a chance to ask him, Is he not? does he not have the confidence? Is he concerned about fitting in right with his new team? And he's just taking him some time to adjust, and he's just going to focus on defense. Um, but the Maryland game, he came up huge in that Maryland game, mm-hmm. in that comeback. He was huge. And I, I thought that, okay, hey, now we've got something going here. He's played well a couple games in a row, and then – since then, we haven't had much out on the offensive end. But I will take defense over offense. And that's why Lucas is playing as well. His defense is the reason he's also in games right now. If he's going to have turnovers, he's still going to play because of his defense. Bruce in Houston says, I, I really enjoyed the WDWS broadcast tonight so much better than listening to that idiot Tom Crean. Bruce back in Houston. <laughs> okay, I promise you I'm not making these texts up. These are, uh, and uh, we'll have to mail a check to you as well, Bruce. Thank you for the compliment about the DWS broadcast. It's coming out of Scott Beatty's account. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I don't know. Tom Crean I thought is okay. I, I don't I, mind I, him. I, he, I, don't I think he's doing this, pretty good. He's uh, obviously got a high level of knowledge. But I haven't list, watched a lot of games with him, but I have watched a couple. I think. Yeah, I think he's to watch the Mizzou game. One with him. Illinois game, I think he did the UNLV no, he, game. He's done. He's he he was at the Missouri game too, I believe, wasn't he? I don't remember. Yeah, I think he was, but you're right. Um, I I don't mind him. Uh, I, don't, I have a small sample size for me, but I don't mind him that much. I think he does okay. He brings a lot of knowledge. Exactly. Uh, back to the phones are lighting up right here. Let's go to Bob in Champaign. Hi, Bob. <clears throat> hey, good evening, guys. 
Um, a couple of comments. Uh, one, uh, you know, Trent Fraser, obviously he was trying to do a little bit too much, uh, yes. in the game and he's done that in some previous games, but I will say this, I would much rather have the problem of having a player trying to do too much and having the coach tone it down a little bit than yeah. a player who isn't doing enough and you're trying to ramp it up. Yep. Yep. I mean, there was a point today where Trent tried to score one on three and it was like, what are you doing? But at the same time, he goes and I don't know that there's anybody else right now that can go get their own shot like Trent Frazier can. And Lauren said this yeah. first on the pregame show, and he's right. It, it just I thought it was going to become Mark Smith, and I hope that Mark Smith can be a guy down the road. But Trent Frazier can just he can outrun people and he can elevate. And that three that uh, tied it at the no the three that where the Illini took the lead fifty seven fifty four. At the as the shot clock expired, that was Trent Frazier creating something out of nothing because he ran into a double team. Right, and my my second comment is, uh, and you had mentioned this previously, uh, it's not so much who starts the game but who ends it. And if you notice, Demonte Williams is always in there uh, near the end. Um, so it's just going to be interesting to see how he develops. And uh, finally, and I just want to say it. As an as an Illinois fan in a broader picture, it's very hard for me to separate my my brain from my heart. Um, you know, I see that the team is doing better overall. I see the good defense and I see so much potential. And yet, you know, in my heart, I, I know that they're going to hit the big 10 season and it, it's going to be really rough going and we're, we're going to have some bumps and, you know, I don't know what's going to happen this year, but uh, it's just, it is good to see improvement. And I just, like I said, I, I hope that, uh, I hope that their record matches uh, what it looks like they're doing on the court. Yeah, yeah, and I think the thing to and appreciate it, Bob. Appreciate you calling in. I think the thing we'll look at as the year goes on is what directions the arrow pointing. Because somebody else texted earlier that there's maybe five wins out there for in the Big yeah. Ten, and uh, it's it's uh, it's always fun to just go down the schedule and and just do a heat, you know, just do a gut check, no analysis. Do you see wins or a loss coming up with okay. how this team has progressed? So let's do it. Don't don't give me a lot of analysis. Just I won't, tell I me. Just I can talk a at, lot. At Minnesota, loss. At Michigan, loss. Home at Iowa, win. At Nebraska, win. At Wisconsin, I'm gonna say win this time. Yeah. Okay. Three and two in the, that five. Michigan State at home, pass. <laughs> loss. Yeah. Three and three there. Indiana at home, win. Four and three. Rutgers at home. Win. Five and three. At Ohio State. Loss. Five and four. Wisconsin at home. Loss because they'll lose. They're not sweeping Wisconsin. Even though Wisconsin's struggling. Yeah. Six and five. Is that where we're at? I think so. I lost track. Penn State at home. Win. Seven and five. At Indiana. Loss. Seven and six. Nebraska home. Win. Eight and six. At Michigan State. Pass. <laughs> eight and seven. Yeah, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do home it. at Purdue. Home well, against Purdue. Loss. Eight and eight at Rutgers. They finally That's shake Rutgers. Well, it's nine and eight, so we're missing a game. Nine somewhere. and eight. So what? you're looking at nine and eleven in the Big Ten. Oh, those okay. are the rest. Oh, that's the rest of the Big Ten games. So like, yeah, yeah. Plus the two losses. So now you're talking about a nine and eleven team in the Big Ten. I don't yeah. know if that get that probably doesn't yeah, get you in the on. tournament. And that, but I'm saying, let's just say they don't even get to nine wins. There's this is a team that we're saying on a gut check level, is probably better than five wins in the Big Ten. I think we did our math wrong because there's only 18 Big Ten games this year, and we just did nine and eight, and they already played two. Oh. So. That's Everybody, right, 20 is next year. Yeah, 20 is next year. 
you all heard what my responses were to those games. I, I th- we got our math wrong, but I do we have nine wins in there, or was it just eight? I think we're eight and eight. We think there's more than five. Is our point? Yes, that's the point. That's all. Let's not do that again. I am on not the fly. a. I'm not a math. Yeah, on the fly. I'm not a mathematician. Okay, one more. If, if we do, then someone else could just do uh, kind of a check it for us. They can they can tell us what the math is instead of us trying to keep it on the fly here. Bill is in <laughs> Rantoul. Hey, Bill. How you doing, guys? You know, Good. As far as who's starting, you know, sometimes maybe uh, I know Mark Smith is a freshman too, but you know, some guys are so amped up at the beginning of the game. Being a freshman, maybe uh, coach wants to give him a chance to kind of watch a few minutes of the game, kind of get, you know, an idea of what the flow of the game is. You know, you never know. There might be reasons why he's not starting, and, you know, he may end up starting later. But as far as our all-sorts defense, I uh, remember – I go way back to Doug Aldenberger. I remember when he came in, everybody thought, well, this kid can really shoot. Didn't shoot real well at the beginning. But I don't think anybody thought he would become the lockdown defensive player he he was. So, you know, sometimes you don't know. Uh, if they're in a program that doesn't stress defense, you don't know who you're, you know, like a transfer. You don't know who can play defense until they actually get here. So, Appreciate the call, Bill. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Okay, we had the win side right. We We came up with nine wins. Now, let's just say we're being too optimistic and call it six or seven. I still say, you know, it's more than five. Yeah, wins. I mean, the Wisconsin, <laughs> at Wisconsin was – that's why I split that one because they're not going to beat Wisconsin twice. But um, I'm more, more nervous about Indiana than Wisconsin. But I don't think they're very good. I, I mean, they could play – Indiana could play out of their minds one night and the next night lose to uh, the Scott Beatty – Little Sisters at the Scott Beatty School. I mean, I mean, they just – they're not very good, and I and I they lost quite a bit from last year's team, but you see it all the time in college basketball. Teams just play out of their minds, and you're like, "What? What is that? Where did that come from?" And then you lose. Let's get to check the body and soul scoreboard uh, this time. Michael, are we going to football? Let's do some college football. If I can get the screen to load here. Um, bowl games going on right now. The PlayStation Fiesta Bowl. I used to play a lot of PlayStation back in my day. Uh, Penn State, number nine in the country right now, up 35-28 over Washington. We're watching that game in the studio right now. I can't see the clock. Uh, 38 seconds left. 38 seconds because the computer's always behind, so 38 seconds to go. I need, uh, you know, one of those magnifying glasses to see from that far away. My eyesight's not very good. Iowa State with a squeaker, 21-20 over Memphis in the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. Louisville lost to Mississippi State in the Tax Slayer Bowl, 31-27. Wisconsin and Miami play tonight in the Capital One Orange Bowl coming up at 7 o'clock. Some other bowl games today. Boise State finished the season 11-3. Boise State finding a way pretty much year in and year out to have good seasons. 38-28 over Oregon. Troy beat North Texas 50-30 in the R plus L Carriers New Orleans Bowl. These wild names. Auto Nation Cure Bowl. Georgia State beat Western Kentucky 27-17. Marshall beat Colorado State in the Glidian or Gildan, New Mexico Bowl. Middle Tennessee beat Arkansas State in the Raycom Media Camellia Bowl, 35-30. Florida Atlantic beat Akron, 50-3. Well, actually, that game is already several days ago. That's the end of the bowl games for today. All right, Penn State needed one yard to basically put the ball game away. They're deep in uh, or fairly into Washington territory, and they committed a false start on fourth and one. Oh boy! So now they're at fourth and six with 38 seconds to go, but they're up a touchdown. 
Should be a good finish there for the Fiesta Bowl. Yeah. We'll see how this post-game show, though, finishes. That will be the real excitement of the day. You're listening to the Fastener and Cetera post-game show here at DWS at Light Rock 97.5. It's the Fasteners Etc. post-game show on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. Call us on the PNC Bank phone line, 217-356-9397, or send a text to the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Turnover Grand Canyon, Allstork, timid with it, finally gets it to Williams. Lonai with a two-man advantage. Williams to Black, down the lane, LaRon with a layup. High off the glass and good. Benson inbounds to Braun for the layup. Off balance, no good. Braun trying to get it back, and Allstork rips it away. And a foul on Braun. And the crowd liked that effort by Allstork. Illinois with a win over Grand Canyon, 62-58. The Alani to the 10-win mark. Brian in Champaign, Texas. Grand Canyon is good. Going to be fun watching them become a top 25 type of team in coming years. A la Gonzaga, they could become relevant really soon and stay that way. Won't be surprised if they get to the dance this year via a conference tournament championship in their league. Could help the RPI in March. Thanks, Brian, for the text. And I, I agree. And going back to the point from a previous texture who felt that Illinois should have won by 15 at least, Grand Canyon is a, not that bad, and B, yeah. Illinois is not that good. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, let's let's be real. You yeah, know, that's just uh, let's just describe what we need to describe here. But Grand I'm not Can- calling Illinois bad. I'm just saying they're not a great team. Michigan State. Now, Grand Canyon got blown out at Louisville. The middle of the Big Ten is still wide open, and it's Michigan State and it's Purdue, and then it's everybody else. And I don't know. Illinois is not going to be in the top. Uh, let's call them third. You can't divide 14 evenly, but let's call it the top third. But that six, seven, eight spot in there, they could easily end up in there. They could easily end up in 10, 11, 12, you know, but they're not the bottom of the big 10 right now. I will say definitely not the top after Michigan state, Purdue, maybe Minnesota. There is not another team in the big. It's not consistent. Minnesota's not consistent. Maryland's not consistent. Minnesota's one and one of the Big Ten, and Ohio State's a dark horse. All of a sudden, uh, yeah, I, I, that that they're blows, puzzling. Yeah, that blows my mind that that's happening. Um, wow, what a look at that little trickery going on here. Washington tried to keep their season alive, and it didn't work. Um, but after those three teams that I mentioned, anything could happen. So four through fourteen is really wide open, and Illinois won't go as high as fourth, but. It'll be interesting to see. We had kind of had this same conversation last year, where that hey, it's kind of wide open, you know, from six on here. And then Illinois just didn't get it done. So we'll see how this develops as the season goes along. I think Illinois has a chance that they can get better, like Brad Underwood's team did last year. They started zero at six in conference play, and they made the tournament. So Brad has a way of making changes, making adjustments, to get his team going, and hopefully that happens this year. And before I forget, I keep forgetting, I want to correct. It wasn't Wofford, Illinois lost at home to last year. It was Winthrop. It's one of those W schools. You got that part right. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. We're struggling. Susan is up in uh, Champagne. Hi, Susan. Hi. Hi, guys. How are you this evening? Good. Appreciate you chiming in. What's on your mind? Good. Um, I just wanted to ask you, towards the uh, end of the game, uh, I was sitting with some other people, and we noticed um, that there was actually, um, I know we have a new rule now where the legs need to be even with the shoulders. 
did you guys notice where the Grand Canyon fellows were spreading their legs and actually tripping our guys? Are you talking about on screens? Yeah. Um, I wasn't because, uh, frankly, I can't see the legs uh, from my vantage point. I can oh. only see, like, the waist up. Okay. Well, I set center court, and we could see it. And our guys were really stumbling, um, and we noticed it, and I just wondered if you did. I did not. I was way up top, and I wasn't watching for that. Um, so I, Okay. And uh, sometimes I had my head down tweeting, and so I missed uh, some of so the— <laughs> Do you feel like, Susan, that they just weren't calling it? Uh-huh. Yeah. But were they calling, not calling it both ways, or our guys were just—Illinois uh, guys were just defending better? Uh, well, our guys were trying to defend, but they were getting tripped. Yeah. Well, that's a good observation. And to me, I think less whistles, fewer whistles benefit Illinois overall. Yes. Because of their aggressive style. And the early season games are just slogging along because of all the whistles. Oh, 59 fouls against DePaul. I thought that game was going to last two years. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And I would prefer not to. Um, you know, have the continuous... Plus, um, you as a fan, that's not what you've paid to go see. No. I mean, the, the officials got to do their job, but, I mean, you, you want to see a game that flows. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I will watch for that next time now that you brought it up. Okay. All right, great. Well, thanks. All right, I, appreciate it. Okay, have a good evening. You Thank too. you. PNC Bank fan line is 356-9397. Castle Heating and Cooling text line 35153. Five seven. Have we have the have the referees backed off, or is Illinois and other teams starting to play? They always blow more whistles early in the season. They're trying to make their points of emphasis known, but they need to stop doing that. Like, just trust that the coaches know the rule book and are telling their players what the rules are. Don't officiate it differently in game four than you would in game twenty eight. Like that 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 just never makes any sense to me. It's up to the coaches to make sure their players know what the rules are when it comes to fouling and what's not a foul and what the new rule is. And, you know, the they've changed the charging rule the last couple of years. And um, I, it just drives me crazy. Like, if they played UNLV again, Illinois probably has 15 fouls instead of 36. Now, what I will say is sometimes Illinois, because they're learning, the players are learning a new way to play defense because and it's more aggressive they aren't used to that so what also could be happening is that they're learning how to play defense this style of defense without fouling and that takes some time but just call the game the same in game number one as you do in the last game of the season just stop this because i think they do do that i think they officiate differently at the beginning of the year to try to tighten things up just call fouls when they're fouls and don't make any adjustments beyond that Back to the phones. Jim's up in Tolono. Good evening, Jim. Hey, how y'all doing tonight? Can't we complain. We got a right. W. Say again, sir. We got a W. We got a win. Yes. Thankfully. And it, it was an ugly win, but it was a win. Hey, we got a win, and you know what? Going into the Big Ten, I know we're down 0-2 and stuff like that, but we're going to come back. I just know it. I just know it. Should have won both of those games. Should be 2-0 and in the Big Ten. Oh, I know. You know what? I've been a Illini fan. I'm 60 years old. I've been a Illini fan since I was 13 years old. And you know what? It's getting to the point right now where we're just going to – we dominate. We really do. When we're playing good, we dominate. 
Hey, Jim, positive thoughts will breed other positive thoughts. So I think that's good for Illini fandom and and this program. I think is trending in the right direction towards success. So I hope you're right. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Thank you very much, my friend. I appreciate it. Call again. Three five six nine three nine seven is how you get in touch with us. Uh, Castle Heating and Cooling text line two one seven texture says Mark Turgeon said it best about his team Maryland. Maryland will not face a defense like that, referring to Illinois' defense in the Big Ten. Illinois will win games because of the defensive pressure they put on teams. All going back to that conversation of how successful can Illinois be in the Big Ten and kind of started all with a text somebody suggesting only five wins for Illinois. I think it's more. I just I think do. it's more. I don't I don't, <laughs> I don't know that you want to say, well, woohoo, six or seven, but for argument's sake, I think it is more. If, now what scares me is the final game of the season is at Rutgers, like we talked about earlier. And we ah, they're going to shake that monkey finally. We, yeah. Well, they won there a couple of years ago in triple overtime or whatever it was. Yeah, but I think like, it's time to stop like fumbling around out there. Yeah, it it's is. It's just like, become the worst road trip every year. Yeah, the, this is the, the road trip to Stony Brook and the NIT. That game was the scariest game of my life because you can't lose an NIT game to Stony Brook, who Rutgers lost to just uh, about a week or so ago. Rutgers also lost to Hartford. Uh, recently as well, you know, Rutgers could people that were kind of jumping on Rutgers's bandwagon earlier this season, but Rutgers right now is just ten and five. Uh, yeah, ten and five so far. Zero and two in the Big Ten, but you lose to Sunnybrook and Rutgers, that ten and five record looks a whole lot worse than Illinois' ten and five record. All right, keys to the game time brought to us by Pella Window Store for all your window door needs. Visit the Pella Window Store on Country Fair Drive or go to PellaOfChampagne.com. Also brought to us by Hickory Point Bank. Uh, I've been saying it, and we just heard it there from the texture. We've kind of been saying it. Tonight it was defense for Illinois. That's really what won the game, even though Illinois made their last three field goals were huge threes that put them over the top. But without the defense tonight, to stop up that perimeter of Grand Canyon, they don't win this ball game. So I credit defensive tonight and the, the scheming there that really kept them in the ball game. I, I, I will I will just echo that. I think that was key. I think the defense against Missouri was really great in the first half last week. The second half, I don't know how good the defense was because Missouri missed every single three they took to try to get when they were getting back into the game. This today though that the defense held a Grand Canyon team that likes to shoot a lot of threes. Grand Canyon averages seventy four points a game. Uh, they only scored you know fifty eight today. Uh, Illinois went with well below their um, average per game as well. But the when you see a game like this, it's just sloppy. A lot of turnovers, very few points. Sometimes that could impact you on the defensive end. And I know that you know Grand Canyon shot three of twenty from downtown. Some of that had to do with Illinois defense, but Illinois did not allow the poor offensive effort outside of LeRon Black to, and Frazier down the stretch to impact them in a negative way t- today. And I think that is good going forward because I just a few weeks ago, three or four weeks ago, I was like, probably maybe about that time, I had concerns of whether the defense was going to be any good this year at all. And it's gotten better. Fourth time Illinois has held an opponent this year now under 60, fifth time under 65. And hey, I'll say anytime you're holding an opponent under 60, you're probably going to win the ball game. Most you hope, although they don't mention. Side point, though, don't commit 20 turnovers. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> I won't mention the Penn State 38-35 win here at State Farm Center. Uh, you just did. I did. Brought to you by Keys to the Game, brought to you by Hickory Point Bank, the unlimited value of the right team. One banking expert will steer you in the right direction. A whole team of them will take you to your destination. Hickory Point Bank invested a whole 
a whole, uh, rather, excuse me, Hickory Point Bank is invested. Now find them in downtown Champaign. It's also brought to you by the Pella Window Store. Here is Black on the right baseline. Oh, tough bank shot. Muscled it up and in. Laron Black with a muscle job there. He's up to 10 points. Here is Black. Black. Backing away from him is Alessandro Labor. Now to Finky. Hand off to Allstork. Turns the corner. Drives into the basket. Up and in. Allstork with a layup. His first points of the game. Fasters, etc. post-game show and turning into our final lap here. Let's go back to the phones. PNC Bank fan line is 356-9397. Brian's up in Champaign. Hey, Brian. Hey, good win today, guys. And I think Brian Barnhart summed it up well and said, hey, this is not a team that we could sneeze at. They're expected to win their conference, so that's a, a, a good team, the same record as ours. But I actually had a question. If you heard earlier today, the Wisconsin Badgers are playing their bowl game in Miami, and their basketball team is in Miami. I think it's a Badger conspiracy here for New Year's. I think <laughs> something needs to be investigated. <laughs> Happy New Year, guys, and go Illini. Indeed. Uh, good good word. I don't know if uh, Matt LePay is doing double duty down there either, the broadcaster for the – Yeah, I don't know if he is. Uh, that, Usually this time of year, you know, you you got to put two crews out there, but maybe he gets to do both. Yeah, maybe he does. That That's interesting. I hadn't even thought about that. The Badgers, of course, got the uh, win today, which is they desperately needed. Uh, you know, every year you, when there's a question about Wisconsin, uh, you know, they're going to end up being good. This may be the year where you go, uh, maybe this not. This is the year where it's not happening. But there's been other years. Yeah, but the other years, they've lost a lot of talent, and I think the I think the ride's over for the Badgers. All right, a final look at our Body and Soul scoreboard. Body and Soul Sports, Route 45 and Curtis Road in Savoy. Well, some uh, bowl game finals to give you Penn State to hung on in the Fiesta Bowl, 135-28 over uh, Washington to get the victory. It's the Big Ten, Scott, six and zero in bowl games right now. Hmm. Six and zero, hmm. and they've and they've won some big games. Now the early bowl games were, you know, right around Christmas aren't as good. But Ohio State beat USC last night. Penn State beat Washington today. Two highly ranked teams, so that's a good look uh, for the Big Ten to this point. A couple other bowl games we'll mention here. Uh, Louisville lost to Mississippi State today. Lamar Jackson still amazing, amazing at quarterback. The Capital One Orange Bowl gets underway in about 10 minutes. Uh, number six, Wisconsin. Number 10, Miami, as we just mentioned. Uh, anxious to see how that one goes. The Big Ten could get a loss there, but we'll have to see how the Badgers do in that game. And a lot of other bowl games around the country today. Those are pretty much the uh, marquee games in, in the bowl games here today. Of course, still to come, the college football playoffs are on. Playoffs? Or on get that reference, don't you? I hope so. I get it. The I Jim Moore so. reference. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's on Monday. I've watched sports. Yeah. Well, you know, it's so long ago, people forget about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's on Monday. Alabama takes on defending champion Clemson, which I'm anxious to see that game. Uh, Clemson, of course, beat Alabama for the championship last year, and then Georgia takes on Oklahoma for the right to play for the championship in the next round. Some Big Ten scores in basketball. We'll mention, mention Wisconsin won already. Michigan leads Jacksonville 71-47 with about two minutes to go in that one. Northwestern blew out Brown 95-73. Ohio State won again today over Miami, Ohio 72-59. Penn State throttles Coppin State 88-43. Minnesota got uh, a tune-up victory before they play the Illini over Harvard 65-55. Again, Grand Canyon loses here in Champaign to the Illini 62-58. And Wisconsin 
82-53 winners, and Purdue tips off in about 10 minutes. Thanks much, Brian and uh, Michael, I should say. And uh, coming up this week here, uh, just a quick oh, yes. preview of what's coming up. All of this will be on uh, our AM side, GWS, except for men's basketball, which you can also hear on 97.5, Light Rock 97.5. Tomorrow, women's basketball against Northwestern. That tips at 2. On Tuesday night, the 2nd of January, if you uh, want to hear some Big Ten bonus action, we'll bring you that. Indiana against Wisconsin following sports talk. Wednesday, women's basketball against Rutgers. Uh, you'll find that at fightingalina.com. And Illinois men's basketball. It's a 6.30 game day coverage start against Minnesota, 8 o'clock tip. More bonus basketball Thursday night, Ohio State against Iowa at 6 o'clock. Friday night, the battle for Champaign, Central and Centennial. Tim and Michael on the call for that. And then Saturday morning, it's uh, Michigan, the opponent for the Illini on the road. That's 9.30 game day coverage. 11 o'clock is the tip. And after that, we'll bring you some bonus basketball as well, yep. Indiana against Minnesota. So that's that time of year. We can uh, shoehorn in some extra ball games when we can and just uh, enjoy some extra Big Ten basketball. Yeah, I think fans enjoy that a lot. And uh, an early tip next Saturday against the Wolverines. That'll be interesting to see as we talked about that earlier in the show. But uh, it's always good to have – a variety of Big Ten teams on them. You know, fans can watch them on TV, but it's always good to throw them on here as well and hear guys like Don Fisher and, and things like that. It's always good to hear from those guys too. Last text to get to here. Uh, David says your show is so much more optimistic than the last few years. Good things are coming for Illini basketball program. There is hope, which is appropriate with the new year coming. Good yeah. way to wrap that one up. Thanks, David, for the last word. Thanks, everybody who called in, texted in. Thank you to the uh, good work of Blake Landa behind the scenes, Tim Dittman producing during the day as well. Michael, thank you. Happy New Year to you and yours. Happy New Year, New Year to you and yours as well. <laughs> Had a long day of talking. We're struggling. Yeah, we're, it's, it's, <laughs> I'm done talking for the year. Just like this basketball game, sometimes you win ugly. This is my last time on the radio for 2017. I'm out. Take the rest of the year off. I'm taking the rest of the year off. I'm taking, uh, I'm taking next week off, so you enjoy. Tomorrow's a pretty special day. Week. Yeah. Oh, uh, your birthday. It is. That's right. I wasn't going to say it. I forgot. I should remember. I got Where's a my present? I got a couple other. You know what? My presence is your present. Well, that's the worst present I've ever gotten. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Enjoy. Enjoy 2018. And thanks so much for being a part of us, uh, part of all this in 2017. We do appreciate you. It's News Talk 1400, Light Rock 97.5. Happy New Year, everybody. The preceding program was an exclusive sports presentation of News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5 News Gazette Media Station.